This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together, earn, share, and collaborate. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are here in the world, or especially here in the States. And um, I'm excited today because we're going to talk about leadership, and it's one of my favorites to really study and really get into. And I'm, today we're going to be joined by Steve Thomas uh, from Orange County's uh, Dale Carnegie's office. And Steve works with proven training techniques that uh, give organizations uh, real transformation, and that's kind of his specialty. And and Steve he is one of the nice people that you'll ever want to meet and and I'll tell you something. I'm, I'm happy to have him here. I've been on his show before, and uh, uh, he's going to bring a wealth of knowledge. Steve, welcome to Ian Weekly. Hey, what's going on, Todd? How's everything going, my friend? Everything is going well. Uh, looks like you're comfortable at home. I'm here in the studio. Flip-flop on some stuff, but that's great. <laughs> nice. nice. Hey, Todd, if I could share one quick story. Um you know, I just want to let your listeners know, especially if we're talking a little bit about crisis and emergency management. I remember when I first started our podcast, which is the 401 Leadership Podcast, back in March, and we were looking for a guest, you know, at the last minute. And uh, you were so gracious enough to, uh, you know, step in the step in, into the gap there and and to uh, diffuse a, a crisis situation, at least for us. Um, and so. <laughs> You know, it's just an honor to, uh, to 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 be here for you, and it's just a testament to, um, you know, the person that you are, the person to uh, that not only uh, talks about uh, talks about this stuff, but also practices it as well. And so, you know, it's just my opportunity. I just wanted to again extend my my gratitude uh, to you for you know for for doing that for us on on the other podcast. I appreciate that very much, though. And and your by the way, just talk about your podcast for a second. So it's uh, the four one on leadership. It's a, it's a great podcast. They bring talk about leaders. They bring in leadership uh, experts from uh, from all over the place, and and they really deal deal and and and, and exude the uh, Dale Carnegie way of, of leadership. And and I mean a little bit about like what Dale Carnegie means to you. Yeah. So you know what I love about not only what I do with Dale Carnegie, but what Dale, uh, what Dale Carnegie stands for as relates to the principles that he outlines in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I just love how practical it is. And the thing is, is that his principles are so practical, they may seem like, oh, of course, I mean, everybody should be doing it, right? I mean, one of his principles is to, you know, smile. Another principle is to be a good listener. And so we look at some of those principles and we're like, uh, of course, this is stuff we should be doing anyway. But what we like to say is within Dale Carnegie is like, it may be common sense, but it's not common practice. And so, you know, what does it look like for us to practice these leadership strategies um, in a day-to-day basis um, when we are dealing with people? What does it look like when, you know, we do hit those crisis situations? What does it look like to practice some of these principles? Because they're timeless. They apply. Um, That's why it continues to be, you know, a bestseller list. So for me, Dale Carnegie, 
um, and why I do what I do is really helping um, leaders, um, whether they have people reporting to them, whether um, they are influencing uh, projects, um, you know, that's the thing that really drives me in, in saying, hey, you know what, here are some time-tested strategies that you can utilize within your team, within your circle of, 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 of influence uh, that's going to help you reach those professional goals that you're looking to, to reach. And on top of that, um, to really be able to make an impact on people's lives. It's not just um, just doing principles, not just leading people just for the sake of, you know, um, leading people or achieving goals, which is a really good thing. But to take it a step further, it's like, okay, how can I tangibly make an impact on the people that I'm working with? How can I make an impact on the people that I'm working for? How can I make an impact on those that's working for me? Uh, that's for me is the uh, the, the, the joy of, uh, of working with Dale Carnegie and, and utilizing some of these strategies to help people get to where they want to be. There's a couple of things you said there that kind of want to unpack and influence sure. the that I think is, uh, is what we use today uh, and, you know, influencers. But before we get, I want to talk about informal leadership versus formal leadership. You know, the informal leadership obviously is, is sometimes a position that the emergency manager is put into. Uh, they're not the chief of police. They're not the fire chief. They don't have um, those things behind them. Um, they might be a couple rungs down on the. Uh, 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 but what can? How can somebody who is an informal leader really principles of of leadership uh, to run or to help uh, support their team? Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I mean, when we talk about leadership, obviously leadership. At the base level, and and you know, I, I heard this from uh, from John Maxwell. Leadership at the base level is influence, right? That's why now you have social media influencers, you know. So it's 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 not necessarily you know people, you know, when you're a leader, you're not qualified as a leader because you know you have people that work for you. You know, I mean, it's people who, you know, you, who's people who follow you. So or if it could be online, social media, um, you know, you can even could be within our workspaces if we don't have a title. And I think the formal leadership, as I think about that, you know, I always think about like a title. And I always think that because people have like a certain title, okay, that makes them a leader. Um, in my mind, not necessarily. Because um, you could be a leader and have influence without a title. And mm -hmm. so where these principles come into play, and I always keep a copy of them on my desk, um, Del Carnegie principles. And what I love so much about these strategies is it enables people who employ these strategies to be, again, I'm going to use another John Maxwell term, a 360 degree leader. And so if we talk about being a 360 degree leader, we need to be building on the idea of trust. How is it that we are building trust with the people that we're working with? Let's take out the title. Um, because it's something whether you have a title or not, trust is going to be a key part on how you're able to influence other people. And you don't necessarily need a title or, or people that report to you to do that. You know, one of the things I was thinking about as before we got to this podcast is, in my mind, the amount of 
I guess the amount of trust that you build with your people um, during the everyday, during the day to day, um, the amount of trust is, you know what? I had this awesome thought. <laughs> Remind <laughs> me, write it down. But essentially, you're, as you build trust, it sounded so profound there, Todd. And literally, it was like in my mind, and then it just like, <laughs> it was gone. Right. But it literally, it's like when we think about crisis management and, you know, the amount of trust that people place in us to make those key decisions, I find that our people trust us more during those key decisions when we as leaders invest trust in those that we're working with. So the more that we invest, the more that the more that we invest in our relationships with our people during the day to day, um, that's going to reflect in how much they trust us to make those key leadership decisions in those crisis situations. And so if we're talking about positioning ourselves, and I think we talked about this um, earlier, is if we talk about positioning ourselves as trusted advisors within our team, um, then here's where these strategies from Dale Carnegie comes into play. So, you know, just a couple that talks that comes to the top of my head is being a good listener. You know, with everything that's going on in today's world, with so much noise, you know, whether it's from the pandemic, whether it's from social injustice and social unrest, you know, whether, you know, whether it's from our internal selves that we're telling ourselves, well, you know what, man, my boss is not going to listen to me because, you know, I don't have the title or whatever. So we have all these noise coming our way. And I think that prohibits us from being a good listener. And when we have those conversations with our group, it prevents us from listening truly to what they're saying. And that's a key ingredient if we want to build trust and really build our 360 degree leadership, right? It's just having mm -hmm. with those conversations, being a good listener. Um, if I can throw another one at you, Todd, um, is one of those, one, um, those principles that are, you know, not as talked about, I guess, is uh, principle strategy number three, which is arousing the other person eager one, which meaning, which means that, you know, what are we doing to find out what's really motivating or driving oh, yeah. that person? You know what I mean? Like, you know, what is it? Why are they doing what they're doing? Um, a question that you asked earlier, which I thought was 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 awesome, was like, okay, well, why is Dale Carnegie important to you? So, you know, flip that around to when we're having conversations with our people. Why, hey, why'd you get into crisis management? Like, why is that important to you? Like, why is it important for you to be successful in what you're doing? And really finding out what drives people, what motivates people, so that there we can utilize these things to build our trust um, and build that influence with people, even though we don't have the time. Absolutely. That's one of the things that I really uh, talk about. As a matter of fact, I did a piece uh, on Tuesday uh, for my Business Continuity Today podcast that I do. And on that, it was, was how to become the trusted advisor, right? Mm -hmm. And the question that I tell people and all my students as well is I dive into the why question. And it, it sometimes it drives my friend Brian crazy because I'm always like, well, why? What's the why? What's the why behind it? And it's not yeah. like the the little well, maybe it is. I was gonna say maybe it is childlike in the idea of the little three-year-old that wants to know the why, the why, the why until the mom gets yeah. mad. Well, because, right? But because right. of the answer I don't accept, 
right? But you get into that why because it's able to allow you to understand the real motivations behind what's going on. Exactly. You are in the position of advising the decision makers, right? At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it's going to be for in our job, it's going to be the CEO of the company, the, 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 highest elected official is the mayor or the city manager or that executive uh, chief executive for uh for the organization so getting into that why and really breaking it down so you can actually give good advice is, is critical and then the other thing that you said that which i really agree with is you need to do this on blue sky days as we call it in emergency management not when yeah. the sky is gray or black right and exactly right so before crisis, before disaster, really get into it, really understand this. And then the other thing is, is as, as an organization, right, especially when it comes to emergency management, is yeah. defining the why of the organization so everybody mm. in that team is able to work this up. And then also doing the idea of the commander's intent and understanding the why of the commander's intent and then being able to um, uh, move that as well and, and keep moving forward uh, during a crisis. Mm. So, all these play in, right? So totally. the principles of Dale, of Dale Carnegie fit well within what we do as emergency managers. Totally, totally. And, and even what you said, Todd, so uh, a, a couple of things, you know, stood out to me. Um, one more, most is like we, we, um, we, we, we did a study and we're always at Dale Carnegie. We're always looking at, you know, employee engagement, right? What's, what's keeping people engaged. And so we nailed it down to three critical pillars of, of, of engagement and you know, one is their uh, ro- their their relationship with their with their immediate manager. Uh, as you as you probably have heard, you know, I say people don't leave organization; they leave bosses. And so, the relationship that you have with your manager is 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 key to keep people engaged. Um, is also uh, belief in senior leadership. And so, with senior leaders, senior leaders have to be able to communicate and build that trust. Um, with 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 their team, and so that's just really important to keep people engaged with them being open and transparent and, and honest with their people, and also credible as well. Um, and then pride in the organization; they really um, you know believe in what the organization do is doing, whether it's their main responsibilities or maybe things that they're doing inside their community. And so those three things are really going to be key in in keeping people engaged and keeping people you know, focused on, on, on what they're doing. So um, again, as, as we're talking about, you know, people, you know, us without a title being those trusted advisors, uh, it really boils down to the trust that we're building. And I get it when it comes to, you know, some may be listening and they're thinking, I'm, you know, man, this is not only is this common sense, again, it could be common sense, but not common practice, but this may right. sound like, oh, it's probably a bunch of fluff or, you know what I mean? But Really, if you look at it, I mean, it's really it's it's really the key, because if there is no trust in an organization, think about this. If we're not building trust within our teams, if if we're not you know, communicating with those that we work for and we're not establishing ourselves as people of, of, of credibility, then when those times of crisis happens, when those times when those emergencies do happen, it's going to be a lot harder to get that um to get that willing cooperation from those people that we expect to uh we we expect to follow so those things are absolutely are these strategies that we we utilize in Dale carnegie is absolutely key and and they actually build on top of one another as 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 well 
you know, speaking of trust, one of the things that, you know, as emergency managers and then as leaders, but also as, as followers, uh, we, we do have to trust the chain of command. And, and one of the things that I find interesting is there are people who I work for, right? When I, well, in the military, for instance, that I knew that at the end of the day had my best interest in, in me. And, and I would follow them into a burning paper bag if they said that was what we should be doing. You know, and then there are other people who, um, that I worked for, uh, not, you know, outside of the military in general, uh, but was where, where I did not like them and I couldn't figure out why. And at the end of the day, I realized I didn't like them because and I didn't want to hear them because I didn't trust what they said because I felt that they were only there for their best interest, you know. Mm. And, uh, I watched a movie last night, I rewatched it. It was, um, uh, we were soldiers, we were young and soldiers, or we we're soldiers in one with Mel Gibson, um, about the first, uh, battle that the army had uh, in vietnam against north vietnamese and mm. and the, the they portrayed uh, truly the the the, the uh, officer that was in that movie became a, a major general um they portrayed his leadership styles and at one point they wanted to pull him off the battlefield and he gets on the radio and he goes i'm in the middle of a fight i am not leaving my men here and, mm. and he was you know he knew that he needed to be there because if he left then the entire thing is collapsing because the men wouldn't trust him. And I thought that was a, a wonderful scene right there and shows what really true leadership is uh, during mm. a time of crisis is not going back to headquarters and doing whatever, but being in the mix with everybody. Uh, to totally. totally. And you, and you touch on an important key in building trust with our people is it's our character. <laughs> you know, I mean, where are we like in our character? If we're not, um, if we're not working on our character, then, you know, we're not being the, we're not essentially being the people, uh, that, that others want to follow. And so when we talk about our character, our, our integrity, um, those are, 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 key things that, you know, we need to make sure that we're working on, um, so that we are those people, um, that, that others want to follow. I do want to mention something else as well as, as, as we're talking about this is we are not by any means, for those that are listening, we're not by any means displaying or, or, or downplaying, I should say, the idea that knowledge is not important. Now, I mean, because, hey, when we when 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 stuff hits the fan, <laughs> you know, we want to we want some clear direction and it's important. Uh, to, to to give that. And, and so knowledge is key and knowledge is important that people, you know, have that confidence and they know what they're doing. What takes it though a step further is, you know, making sure that not only the attitude's in place, but also the the, the skills are in place, the, still, the skills of communicating, um, you know, the skills of making sure that we are are, are credible in our, in our, not only in our communication, but, you know, with what's going on that we're aware of that. A study that we often uh, quote at Dale Carnegie happened by the Carnegie Mellon Institute, um, which no relation to Dale Carnegie. And uh, they identified three important traits to someone's success. And those were, you know, attitude, knowledge, and skills. And so out of that, um, they attributed 85% of a person's success is attributed to attitude, and their skills, 15% is, uh, is knowledge. And so understand what we're saying, knowledge is key. You gotta, you gotta know your stuff. I mean, 
I'll be honest with you, you know, if somebody's a jerk, but in a crisis situation, they really, really know their stuff and know how to go about things against somebody who's super nice that doesn't know what to do. Um, you know, more than likely at the moment, at the crisis, I'm going to go with the dude who totally knows what's going on. However, that person that knows what's going on, they can even take it a whole step further if they're able to build that trust with people. And even those that don't know the knowledge, if they're learning and they have the attitude of wanting to learn more, um, there's opportunities for, for, for growth as well. So um, again, you know, we're not advocating that knowledge is not important at all. However, it's the basis to get us in the door. If we have, as, as influencers want to take it a step further, then we just need to be conscious of our attitude and our skills because that's the thing that's going to take us over the top. Absolutely. Hey, Steve, we got quick. We had to take a quick break uh, to listen to our ads. We're kind of running late on the ad break, but because oh. uh, your information is so great, so let's take a couple seconds here and uh, listen to our supporters. The Outer Limit Supply Company was founded on the idea of providing high-quality first aid kits. Their goal is to supply the life-saving equipment you'll need to mitigate the majority of injuries often seen during austere times. From minor injury on an outdoor adventure with your family to your team responding to a major traumatic event, Outer Limits Supply has the kits to manage most situations, providing practical, user-friendly first aid kits that anyone can use. Enter Ian Weekly, all capitals, at checkout and save 20% off your total purchase. Go to www.outerlimitsupply.com today. That's outerlimitsupply.com. Power outages can happen at any time. Is your community prepared? The Power Up Solar Power Charging Trailer can be used to address the need for temporary power for your community. In addition, the Power Up Solar Power Charging Trailer can provide a platform to support your public information and community resiliency outreach efforts throughout the year to educate and inform people about the need to always be ready. For more information, visit PowerUpConnect.com. That is PowerUpConnect.com. Hey, everybody, thank you for taking time to listen to those ads because without them, we couldn't really bring what we have to you today. And, uh, yeah, and, and go check them out and let them know that you heard them here at, uh, at Ian Weekly. So, Steve, c- come back in the show. So, first of all, you should have your own podcast. No, just joking. Steve does have his own <laughs> podcast. It is the, the 401 Leadership. It's a great podcast. You can hear it um, on LinkedIn. Uh, it's on YouTube, too, Steve? We are. So, we're on LinkedIn Live, Facebook, and YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. I thought you were. I, was, I just want to make sure I wasn't going to give bad information out. And oh yeah, and don't forget, jump on um, iTunes or your favorite podcast player, subscribe to them, and give them five stars, man. And listen to them for a little bit. Give them five stars because I'm telling you, what Steve is giving us here today is the sliver of the information that he shares um, on on his show. And you know, um, in the comments, people are are, are saying uh, great things right there. Unfortunately, I hit a button and I lost the comments, so I can't really read them out to you yet. And, uh, hey, but, I, I got I have a couple comments. I, I could read them from here if you don't mind. I'm just I just <laughs> sure, please, well. do. please yeah, do. I just wanted to shout out a few people. Thanks so much, Eileen. Um, she's just saying hi to us all. Uh, she wasn't able to stay, but Eileen, thanks so much. Uh, Tony as well, just 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 saying hello, Tony. Fogarty, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name 
incorrectly, but Tony, thanks so much. Graham, uh, appreciate it, Graham. Uh, Todd, Todd is the one that came up with the topic. He just uh, he just brought me on and we were talking. So uh, I appreciate you, Graham, uh, uh, joining the podcast. Mohammed, thank you so much as well. Again, I'm going to echo what I mentioned before. Uh, Todd is the one that, that brought up the, the, the topic. And so he was just kind enough to invite me on and uh, and talk about it a little further. So uh, thanks so much, guys, for joining that, that that was awesome. I, yeah, I, I I hit this button and all of a sudden, boop! All the comments went away. I was like, oh man, crisis, crisis, Todd, crisis. That's pure leadership right there from Steve to be able to come up there, read them, and get those comments out there. Because you, those of you that are putting comments out there, it's important for us. We do appreciate the engagement. If you guys have any questions right now uh, for Steve, please please fill it in. Ask questions. That's what you're here for. And 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 again, if you don't have time to do it today, if you're driving, if you're listening to it as a replay on the podcast, go check out his podcast, The Four and One Leadership. Uh, subscribe to it. If it's on LinkedIn, you know, find him over there and, and do it. It's a, such a great uh, a tool for leadership and those of us. At the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, emergency managers, crisis managers, business continuity managers, those of us in public safety, no matter what level we're at, we have some sort of leadership responsibilities, and you really have to 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 sharpen that that axe or or or, or, sharp, or, or sharpen the blade, if you will, uh, of of your skill set because leadership regardless of what people think, like, oh, he's a born leader. <clears throat> it, it really is something that you can learn, something that you can master, something you can be good at. And if you let it, like any other skill, if you just let it go, uh, so does your leadership skills. And so it's more than just telling people what to do, which is bossy, right? Uh, you, you know, it's it's more than being the guy who has a title of manager, mm-hmm. right? Because that's, that's, that's a system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really good in there and, and really being part of the team and, and, and developing that team. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have been, we've all been on good teams, right? We've all been on bad teams. And if you think about uh, the science project or something that you had to do when you're in school and you have that one dude who just kind of sits over to the side and he gets an A with the rest of the class, right? Well, leadership would have brought him into the fold and um, made him uh, do work as well and be really part of the team because allowing that person to sit over on the side, that is poor leadership. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so when students will complain about that, it's about bringing everybody into that team and bringing everybody mm-hmm. together because all the, you know, your everything relies upon your weakest link. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's, it's very important to have that. I'll tell um, if, if you don't mind, if well, I could add to what question, Muhammad. Muhammad says, oh. how can I enhance my employees' loyalty? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, we have 20% uh, working in the office and 80% offshore. That's a good question, Muhammad. How do you how do you enhance employee loyalty? So, you know, I, I find that with the companies that we work with, and, and by the way, in addition to, you know, being on, you know, hosting our podcast on Mondays, you know, Dale Carnegie, we do operate as, a, as, a, as an organization that does help organizations uh, and teams and people as it relates to their learning development. And specifically now as, as people are adopting more of a hybrid model, um, I find that in talking with, uh, with, with leaders that one thing that always comes up um, in my discussions with them as it relates to, okay, well, how can we, you know, make sure that, you know, whether it's, you know, enhancing their loyalty or how can we make sure that we're building uh, that team environment, especially when it's a hybrid situation, um, really it goes to intentionality. 
and being intentional in applying some of the strategies that I mentioned. And Todd, I, you know, what I'll do is I'll email this to you, but um, this is a free um, this is a free resource that we give. Maybe it's something that you could make it available or um, you could visit our website at ocdalecarnegie.com or even call our office. So here is uh, Dale Carnegie's 30 Human Relationship Principles, which outlines the specific strategies that we can do to, as you mentioned, um, Mohammed, is, Mohammed, excuse me, is to enhance their loyalty. So um, to give it, with the, the time that I have to break down how our principles work, um, typically, well, not typically, but principles one to 10, or sorry, one to nine, it, if you look at it at, and as, a view, as it relates to a pyramid, one to nine, we utilize those principles to help us to build trust within our team. So again, whether that's, you know, being a good listener, whether that's, you know, smiling, being genuinely interested in the other person, not criticized, condemning, or complaining, that's all foundational in the sense of what are some specific things that we could do to enhance um, employees' loyalty and or build relationship with our people. Then you have principles 10 to 21, where it talks about some begin in a friendly way, uh, where it talks about um, we throw down a challenge, try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. Those principles help us to gain willing cooperation. And again, we're talking about across the board, right? We're talking 360 degree influence um, that, that we're talking here, not just for um, people at the top. And then as you go to principles 22 to 30, where you talk about asking questions instead of giving direct orders or giving another person a fine reputation to live up to, praise uh, the slightest improvement, praise every improvement. Those help us to influence people's, influence and or change people's behavior. So if you look at how it's built up, and we wanna make sure you get a copy of this, um, again, you can visit us on ocdalecarnegie.com. Um, Todd can make it available. I'll send him a copy of what this golden book. As you look at these 30 human relation strategies, um, those are going to be some key steps that you could take, Muhammad, or anyone participating to enhance that customer, um, that, not customer loyalty, but enhance that employee loyalty, whether they are in the office with you or um, outside of the office. We just have to learn to be intentional in applying those um, in our in our day-to-day -day interactions. Last week, we had a conversation um, regarding the concept of like stakeholders, right? And the idea of that everybody, uh, especially in, in the field of emergency management, where you're dealing with the city employees, the city staff, and, and, and the city leadership, you're dealing with uh, the public as well. You're dealing with the federal government, the state government, the you know uh, county governments, all these different stakeholders that come into into this. Um, when you are in this position to where you need to create uh, connect connections between all these different stakeholders, if you will, to to bring them to the fold, do you use those same principles um, on that 360, or you know what's the, what's the difference that you use between like internal stakeholders and external stakeholders? Yeah, so I mean, there there really is any difference because there there are people. However, you know, and with part of my role with what I do um, within Dale Carnegie is 
I, I am having conversations with those C-level uh, C-level leaders or, you know, directors or whoever it is, is in upper management. And so one of the things that we talk about in our, um, one of our, our programs, this is our, our sales program, uh, it's called Winning with Relationship Selling, is that in that it does, we do have a specific sales um, questioning process um, that in my mind could be utilized not only when you're talking to uh, prospective clients, but when you're, selling ideas. So it's not just selling a product or service, but in that case, where we're talking about internal stakeholders, more so you're selling ideas. And so, you know, when we talk about selling ideas, you know, we want to look at, you know, where is it that, where they are currently, finding out what their current situation is. Um, where do they want to be moving forward? Um, you know, what are maybe some barriers that stand in the way of that? And if everything was perfect, um, you know, how would, you know, how would that make you feel? So, you know, when we talk about having those conversations, utilizing these principles, um, we, I, I particularly like to utilize that type of process in terms of my asking questions, because one of Dale Carnegie's principles, especially when we're talking about influencing behaviors and changing, uh, um, influencing and changing behaviors is asking questions instead of getting, instead of direct orders. And so I would look at that and I would, I would say, what are the questions that we're asking? And then utilizing the principles to back up those questions to arrive at uh, a, a solution um, that is both a win-win for all of us. Outstanding advice, Steve. Outstanding advice. Hey, we're at the end of our show today. Um, so I could talk to you about this for days <laughs> on end, you know, and I, I, know you, I know you do the same, uh, but we're going to have to say goodbye totally. right now. And then uh, we'll have to have you back on the show again. Thanks so much, Todd. I appreciate it. Um, listen, we look forward to having you back on our show as well. So 401 on leadership, uh, feel free to come on and stop by. Thanks so much, Todd. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being with us today. And and thank you for, again, Steve, for, for spending time with us this morning and uh, taking time out of your day to share your knowledge about leadership uh, with the emergency management community. So please follow us on your favorite, uh, or should say now subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player and give us five stars if you think we're giving good uh, content. And also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, and also don't forget, subscribe to Crisis Cafe as well. It's the crisiscafe.com. And until next week, stay safe, stay hydrated. <laughs>